queermusicals.com podcast. Hello and welcome to Represent, the queermusicals.com podcast. My name's James Lovelock and I'm here today with Leighton Williams and Liam Mower. So uh, I'll get you to introduce yourselves first. So let's start with you, Liam. Hello, everybody. And hi, guys. Um, my name is Liam Mower and I am a dancer at the moment with uh, New Adventures, um, Matthew Bourne. Um, yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's me. Hey, y'all. My name is Leighton. I'm an actor, singer, dancer, extraordinaire, all of the things, whatever you're bumming a check for. Super happy to be here with my Bezzy. And yes, God. Hi. Excellent. Great stuff. So you two kind of go back quite a long way, yes, because mm-hmm. uh, you both had the same first job, I yes. believe. Yeah. Correct. We go back like a long time ago. We way back. Way back. Mm. Um, literally one of my original sisters, like I've known Leighton probably the longest out of like our whole friendship group really. So we met when I was maybe like 13, 14 Mm -hmm. and you'd just come into Billy Elliot when you were 11-ish. Yeah. Because we're a couple of years apart, but yeah, I literally say the same thing. Me and Liam are, we're best friends now, but like obviously back then we were just kids. Liam was like a couple of years older than me in the show. He was already beat actually Billy and I was coming in to train to be Billy um obviously he was Queen B he like looked up to him like he's just like that growl um <laughs> so and then we worked on Matthew Bourne together what a decade later goodness knows years and years later and then all of them kind of like Billy reunions and stuff we used to like just know that no when you know you get on with someone and then finally we got to work with each other it was like okay you're a sis, and we've been inseparable. Inseparable? Inseparable? And it's like... <laughs> I, <laughs> I like that word. Wow. Inseparable. And it's like, it's actually wild when I didn't think as a kid, or like b- being younger doing the show, that we would be working together later in life. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you don't really know how life is going to work out, and it's just, like, amazing that we had that reconnection in the New Adventures work, Leighton mm-hmm. did Lord of the Flies, then we did The Carman together. Yes. And we sort of, that's when we really like fully reconnected like as adults and we were like, right, like. You're I a good you. You're a keeper. You're a good air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're a real good air. <laughs> um, but it's, it's just amazing how life sort of like unfolds and people come back into your life and, you know, it's amazing. Really. It's meant to be. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's it's um it's great that that's happened, and and Billy Elliot's a funny one because every time that now I go and see a show, I look at I see who's in it, and it's like, oh yeah, they were in Billy Elliot, and so there's, I mean, there must be, I don't know how many boys did played the role of Billy eventually by the end, must be, I think it was over fifty. Fifty, uh, really? In the UK? Oh my goodness! Yeah. Well, to be fair, they went on a few more years after me, and then it went on tour, and yeah. then there was just another one, wasn't there? And like they did, mm. they did a version in Singapore. Zone yeah, we went oh, to yeah. Broadway for a little Broadway. bit. Yeah. It's Australia. Yeah, like yeah. It, it went global. Mm. I was actually fuming because <laughs> 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 no, I was so bitter because I was Billy. Broadway, like baby. whilst Broadway and Australia happened, I was just like, "Hello!" And they kept <laughs> taking all of these other people to these exotic places, and I was just like. Hmm. Mugged off. No, absolute muggings, <laughs> clown face over here. I thought, do you know what? In my in my mind, I was like, do you know what? Maybe they just need me to just hold fort in London because I'm so iconic. 
That's, yeah. that's definitely what it was. That's yeah. what I was thinking when I was 12, by the way, not now. Obviously, I don't call myself iconic. I let y'all do that. <laughs> so uh, one of the things that interests me is um, going into, so when you were, say, I don't know, 10, 11, whatever it was, when you started training for Billy and going into this kind of big theatre environment and then thinking a little bit also about growing up gay as well and that being quite a different, um, a kind of a different way to kind of, get to know your identity and that kind of thing. Is it something that that people, that you were aware of when you were in Billy or is that something that kind of happened a bit later for you? Oh, defo. For both of us, we, we've been there. We were queens. Absolute queens. <laughs> yeah, like raging queens, but like in the best way. And actually, yeah. I don't know if you agree, I think it, it was just the most beautiful space to kind of be who you wanted to be at times we ran into some you know hurdles at moments and i'm not going to drag people but you know there were moments where it's like um let you need to let me be, do exactly what i need to be so there was mm. moments where i had to i pushed back i was if <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> back then even back then i would speak my mind mm. i knew what was right from wrong ish when it came to morals and when it came to like being just you mm. like i knew that like well if i can do this at home i should be able to do this here so no they were like we were allowed to kind of prance around and just be fabulous that's the whole vibe of the show as well especially with the michaels like it yeah. was just accepted totally we had the number obviously express yourself and mm. um, where we literally in workshops workshop in the show like we were they they broke our barriers down completely that they taught us it was okay to like dress up it was okay to just completely be authentically yourself and like i remember being 12 13 and starting out in the show and obviously meeting like the older queens in the cast you know mm. the adult cast yes there were half the castle by the way when we say queens we, we do mean just gay men gay. yeah <laughs> <laughs> like when you're listening and when we say girl like leaves my sis like we don't think we're talking about it's our sisters the that's the language mm. that hopefully if you're listening to this podcast you've yeah. been new and if not i guess <laughs> strap in <laughs> urban dictionary sort of like meeting the older you know, gay men specifically mm. of the company and just them fully mesmerized. Like, <gasps> and also you just look up to them because it's mm. it's immediately some something tangible, something you can like hold on to and relate, completely relate something to. Something you can understand. And see them so authentically themselves and prance around like us, you know, they were playing minors in the show. So yeah. they were like, yeah, Billy, oh, why I man? But then like Backstage. come off stage and be like, <clears throat> Hey, girl. Girl. Like, yeah. We loved that as kids, I think. I really held on to yeah, that. Yeah, because we didn't really get that at, in Hull and in Bury, let's be mm. honest. Yeah, because we're northern girls. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're, you know, we've sort of grew up in harder sort of circumstances. Like, mm. I, you know, my family are amazing, but I mm. grew up on a council estate. I went to a rough school and, you know, like, times got harder. Yeah. Times to, to sort of be young, a young gay lad or a young dancer. Ditto. Mm -hmm. We basically are the, the Billy Elliot story at this point. Totally. You actually mm. went to Royal Ballet first, but I went with it at school. Like, we very much so, Northern I, Boys, plucked from where we were, thrown into the show. Like, our imitating life, I could not express that more. Like, it literally was that. We stayed on script, safe to say. We did, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> very on brand of us. Yeah. And we're still here. We're queer. Get into it! <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one of the wonderful things about Billy Elliot as well. I mean, I, I'm obviously 
a little bit older than you. About maybe probably about fifteen. Not years. a little child. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this happens every time I do a podcast. I even drag him. He's older than me by two years. I'm I'm owning that. <laughs> Literally, I'm only two years older than you. you but I let like you I'm know. Yeah, that. but you're like yeah, thirty this thirty that. I'm like I mm. don't know her. <laughs> she will do soon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, for me, I um I first watched Billy Elliot when I was in my mid twenties, I think, and it was a just seeing any sort of queer representation on stage and it's quite small in Billy Elliot really in terms of the fact that it's expressing yourself and then there's the moment between Billy and Michael a bit later well, on. I think that's like a huge moment in musical theatre history that would actually brush over a little bit I'm like two young boys kissing on stage mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. what other show can you name it that that happens in? Like, yeah. it yeah. just doesn't, like, and it's not like a full-on kiss, obviously. Yeah. I mean, we just used to be burping into each other's ears, to be honest, like, <laughs> licking each other's ears. Oh, my God, me and my Michael, oh, we used to be so naughty. It's just, like, trying, oh, I shouldn't really say this, but, hey, trying not to laugh. Like, this uh, is what I do on podcasts. Like, I spill so much tea. <laughs> but, yeah, like, that scene is so beautiful, and the way that, like, Billy kind of just accepts Michael and goes, like, it's not a bit of me. <laughs> Luke Down is a bit of us. <laughs> but, like, it's not a bit of me. But, like, you do you and I'm still going to be your best friend. Like, mm. that is just so... I think I think that's pretty huge, especially for when it was. What what we're talking? 2005, maybe? 2005. Well, the musical, 05, but the movie's late 90s? Yes. Is it, like, 99 yeah. or something? And in yes. the movie as well, uh, when, when Michael comes back, I think Michael's, like... Well, she's very androgynous, so I don't know whether she's trans or whatever. They like, it's giving the they, world. them, yeah. like... Like femme queen, you know, when they, they, they're sat in the audience and that mm. fashion girl, yeah, a fashion girly, and yeah. I kind of love that yeah. as well. Yeah. Surely it's bound to be like an actual movie soon. Do you know of like the musical, the musical movie. movie? No, like they're just in Matilda, yeah, that would be because that would eat. Obviously, gonna get a cameo. I know who you're playing, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who, who am I gonna be? Great way, I think you'd be a lovely minor, Leighton. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna have to get one word, it won't oh, just all be my, all be minors. <laughs> I think they sort of, in a way, I think it's sort of beautiful the way they portrayed Billy and Michael's relationship. Sort of, I liked that they didn't make a huge thing of it. And I think mm. they did that in the musical as well. It was just so matter of fact and so like, this is this is their relationship. I mean, it's a friendship, it's not a relationship. Yeah. But, you know, when they have a l- little peck on the cheek and mm. in the second half. And, and then when like, he runs back and they kisses made it not like They made mm. it not such a huge thing. It's mm. Because it shouldn't have to be. Yeah. It's just two young boys... And that happens. Do you know what I mean? It you is. mess about, whatever, mm. young, and da, 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 and then it's like, oh, that's not a bit me. That's a da da da. da. It yeah. ma- the most beautiful thing is when he's leaving with the suitcase at the end, and then mm. Billy runs back and just gives him mm. a kiss on the cheek and just like, see Michael. It's just like so simple, but so, so beautiful. I used to hear people sobbing. Oh like, my God. When you'd walk up the, uh, the central aisle yeah. at the end of the show and you'd like catch people's eyes because you'd have to keep your head down. But I just remember seeing people bawling. Can I tell you about this story when the mouse went past? And I was like, dude, and I like, ah! I screamed and ran. <laughs> the whole audience started laughing. That Victoria Palace was absolutely riddled. riddled. I was there yesterday, actually. Aww. You know when you walk by, I always mm. have a moment when I walk by Victoria and I'm just like... Nostalgia. Oh, I proper just have, like, mm. I always just soak it up a little bit. I'm like, this is just, this is where everything began. Yeah. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. But we didn't have that building. <laughs> and the, the refurb. The refurb gives. Now. We, wouldn't, yeah. we wouldn't recognise it anymore. Yeah. yeah. 
But that 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 moment you were talking about that bit at the end with Michael mm. was always yeah that was the moment because I, I I really fell in love with the musical. I mm. saw the musical more than a few times. There. Go on, be honest. How many? <laughs> oh no, no, it's fine. <laughs> I probably saw it in all over a yeah. hundred times. <gasps> oh wow. Mm. wow! Okay, and oh, I feel okay, so you saw it. Yeah, probably so, more than more than me. Yeah, so I feel I, it's like one of those things. I and I am going to keep this in the podcast. Cause I'm going to be brave. No, about no, it, but... as you should. Like, there's no shame <laughs> about when you see you enjoy mm. something, get into it. Yeah. Because I think for me, who was best? Joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Joke. Do not put that bit out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll listen to it back. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. Um, there was something about it. I mean, th- there was something about that moment at the end with Michael and the thing about as a as a gay guy and the idea of falling in love with your straight best friend mm-hmm. and then for whatever reason, for it, you because you know at the end that Billy is probably not going to come back to Michael. No, and no. There, so there was mm. there was something really cathartic about that moment as well, as well as the kind of the joy of seeing a character like me on stage. I think yeah. I don't think I'd seen. I think the only other thing I'd seen before then was Avenue Q. Uh, yeah, yeah. With um, with Rod and you know, and the, that whole story there. If you were gay, <laughs> that'd be okay. And I loved, I loved that, and I loved Fantasies Come True as well, which is actually, oh, let's put a plug in the title of my book. Um, but um, there was something about Billy Elliot, and I was, I was kind of, I think the reason I kept going back was that moment mm. at the end and trying to find an answer to it. how do you kind of what happens for Michael next and what happens for Billy next? And I think as I've got older, that, like the idea that Billy, there's nothing in the show that says Billy isn't gay and there's nothing in the show so that says true. Michael is either really because of the age they're at. I mean, oh, yeah, I guess, I guess on, Michael. No, Michael is a big butty mm. boy, <laughs> them fire. Like, let no, mm. Michael is there. I think mm. like 100% is trying to, is, I mean, we can tiptoe around it, but then I think that's yeah. kind of like erasing what it is. Yeah. I think he definitely is. I mean, Michael, Billy, y- you don't know because yeah. he doesn't even want to. <clears throat> doesn't want to get with Debbie. To be fair, mm. but I'm. I would. I would say my chest that Billy's straight like and Michael's kids, gay. Aren't they? And it's. Mm. So but like, also, like I think I like to normalize the fact that children actually do know. I yes. always, I knew. I always with yeah, my chest too. knew. Do you know what I mean? If, mm. if anything, when I, I actually got to go on as Michael a couple, did you ever? Yeah, I went on. Like three times. Yeah, mm. I went yeah. a few times. So and it was so good because obviously <sighs> every most of Michael's scenes are with Billy. So yeah, it was easy if we ran out of Michael's, just put the Billy on because we knew that we knew easy. the scripts, we knew the dance numbers. You just did it, but in reverse or in line two or like or wherever you needed to be. Yeah. Well, the first time though, was he not spooked? I was a bit I like was... just seeing <laughs> being the opposite way. Like as I. Mm. But also, I remember so deep in fun. my soul being like, oh, this is I don't have to dance electricity tonight. Like, <laughs> like, and also, I can easy. be, a, I mean, I probably wasn't. No, actually, I wasn't. I was a little bit, I was a little lad in that show. I was a proper, like, <laughs> proper, like, angry little teenager <laughs> lad. Like, yeah. fresh off the estate. Literally. But when I played Michael, phew, they were like, they probably were like, tone it down. Like, you're doing too much. I was like, I'm saving the show tonight. I'll do whatever the hell I want to do. The knee-length <laughs> skirt was a rah-rah. Yeah, you know period. that skirt I up. think I did it with Tom Holland. Like, who else did oh I do God. it with? Yeah, it was it was so much fun. It was very Catherine Tate, like, well, I can do that. Yeah. It was the last, last resort. But I think mm. me and you were the only ones that did that. Did anybody else? I, don't I, think I know people. the answer to this, sadly. Uh, this is Leon, some. This is Leon some, did. Leon, Leon did. Yeah. There's three of us. Leon yeah. did. I'm sure maybe after mm. we left, more people did it, but it wasn't that common. Yeah. Mm. And for some girls, it was just not. It wasn't for everyone. Mm. And some people went on as Michael first, and then played Billy afterwards, like permanently. Who? Um, 
Oh gosh, I'm trying to think who did it. Dean Charles Chapman did. Oh, I thought it was the little. He was the small boy. boy, and then he came back and played Michael, and then he came back and played oh, Billy. Oh, he did them all. Oh, we saw him all. the other night, actually. Yeah, we did. Um, the Clang the Vogue event. <laughs> <laughs> She's a fashion girl. <laughs> We're at Vogue. Mm. Yeah, isn't it's, it? It's lovely just and bumping he's into not people. Changed. He's not mm. changed. Um, Dean is just he's beautiful. Like he was exactly. always beautiful, but yeah. stunning. Yeah. And his chill vibes, isn't he? Yeah. Super chill. Just like us. No, you're more chill than me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's one of the wonderful things about Billy, isn't it? Is that so many people have played that role and so many people, as I was saying earlier, so many people mm. have gone on from playing Billy or from playing Michael to go on to do all sorts of stuff. I mean, I was looking at, there's a there's a new gay character in Emmerdale. Yes, that's how old I am. I watch <laughs> Emmerdale. And um, that's played by Lewis Cope, who played Michael. Oh, is he playing stage. a gay boy? He is, yeah. Really? Mm. I didn't know that. He did tell me that. That's hilarious. I kind of loved that for him. Yeah, well, I think Love I think Lewis. when he went into it, I think he didn't know that's that's what was going to happen with yeah. that character. Yeah, but yeah, it's and it's, it's so funny. And I, what else was I watching? Waterloo Road, and one of the one of the lads in that had played Billy before. Really? Like Adam, I know exactly. Adam, They're really good. Yeah. I've seen a couple of um, scenes on BBC. Mm. Um, I must say, like, I've not actually watched it, so I was, but yeah. I. I follow BBC and BBC Three, etc. Online, and they've always, you know, posting short clips mm. and stuff. And they're they're really amazing. The two boys that are doing it together, they're really amazing actors. Did you moving not moving on from Billy, but do you know Sally Dexter who played Mrs. Wilkinson? Duh, she was mine. Mm. She was mine. She's yeah. in a soap now. She was, she was in Emmerdale. She was in yeah. Emmerdale. She's not anymore. Is she coming back? No spoiler. She's, she's dead. What's a bad sister? What was that called? <laughs> what was it called? Not oh, a clue. Bad, Please elaborate. Bad, no, bad sister, all of us one in prison. No, the bad girls. Bad girls. Bad girls. She was, she I was in that. Yeah. Bad girls. Yeah, that was bad girls. Yeah. My that was one of my favourite TV mm. shows. I always remember when I was a kid. And footballers' like, wives. And I'd be like, Mum, mm. please, can you let me stay up an extra half an hour to watch it? And she'd be like, <laughs> All right, don't tell Dad. And shameless. <laughs> yeah. Bury them stay days. Up on a Wednesday night mm. and watch bad girls with my mum on the sofa. Because they were tea and biscuits. bad girls. Bad girls. And the news. If you're a fly girl. Get your nails done. Get a pedicure. <laughs> and the, the musical of that—that's what Sally Dexter was in, wasn't it? She was. She did yeah. the musical version of Bad Girls, which yeah. was. I think Sally Dexter yeah. was my. But no. Yeah, she was. Jackie Clune. I think Sally Dexter was my first, and Jackie Clune was my second. That would be my right, first yeah. one was Hayden Gwynn, who's yes. now in the Windsors as well. Yes. She pops up on yeah, the, yeah. On All of the Mrs. Wilkinson's are doing but very well as well. Booked yeah. and busy. Booked yeah. And but yeah. it's you know that's that's one of the great things that's kind of. I suppose again, you know, from being somebody that was really, really into it, you know, knew every every actor that was in it, all that sort of stuff, uh, just because I'd been so many times, and it was one of the reasons how I got into musical theatre is that I knew that show so well that I started to understand how swings worked and mm. and you know even things like oh the dead mum's wearing a different wig today, yeah. <laughs> and you know <laughs> all these all these kind of sorts of things, and it really kind of helped me to understand a little bit about how theatre worked, and mm. so for me that was the big stage for me turning from a secondary school music teacher, which I was at the time. Mm to being a um, university lecturer and then whatever comes next. So, yeah, yes. Mm. Oh, it's nice to have a little trip down memory lane. Good old, yeah. We had a good old time, didn't we? It is, and it's all so vivid in my mm. head. Like, I remember so much of it, which I'm so glad for. Yeah. You know, I remember so many mm. moments of the, of those amazing two years that we spent, mm. like, you know, in, in London. I'm going to give you your flowers as well, like if it wasn't for you and obviously the OGs, we wouldn't have even had a job, so shout out to you, sis. Merci beaucoup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> If you're interested in LGBTQ plus representation in musical theatre, 
check out our website www.queermusicals.com for lots more information about musicals with LGBTQ plus characters. So I was really interested to find that you then worked together with The Car Man as mm-hmm. well. And Matthew Bourne has become, Matthew Bourne's work has become something that's been really important to me, you know, since I've been in my 30s. I haven't, I didn't watch it for ages because I thought, oh, it's dancing. No, I don't understand that. <laughs> um, but actually The Car Man is a, another really important piece of work. And actually a lot of Matthew Bourne's work, I think there's a lot in there that musical theatre could learn from in terms of the way that it treats gender and the way that it treats sexuality and mm-hmm. the fact that if I go and see a Matthew Bourne show usually I know even if there's not a gay character at the front of it there's going to be a gay character somewhere in the background yeah absolutely. Um, so yeah so uh, can you tell us a bit about your your experience with the car man I mean that the great thing about Matthew Bourne's work that I love is that it's it's so heavy on narrative like mm. you know it's it's storytelling at its best and I think a lot of the characters that he he does involve in his productions that they are real characters, even if it's based on a, a classical story. Mm. So he he has his Swan Lakes, his Cinderellas, mm-hmm. his um, Sleeping Beauties, yeah. you know. But he he transforms them in a way that like an audience can just really relate to to those characters. You know, he brings it to like modern day, yeah. i.e., you know, the gay characters and the queer characters in his pieces. But obviously, Carmen was super special because and got to work together mm. again um but in terms of like the story it's you know the the piece is based around like sort of fluidity and within the characters right mm. there's girls or boys and girls mm. or girls and boys or boys and um you know it's quite a it's quite a sexy piece it's quite yeah. a dark piece um i think it's a lot of people's favorite production to mm-hmm. do and to dance and actually i think a lot of audience members when you ask them carmen always comes mm. up uh but you know i i played a character called angelo yeah. who basically he falls in love with the car man he's in this sort of um he's in this relationship with rita who is more of like a, a best friend situation yes. yeah. he, he sort of loves her as a friend um and angelo really goes through this journey of like mm-hmm. being quite you know shy and and timid and gets bullied a lot and then he sort of finds this love with um luca luca mm-hmm. the car yeah man. yeah and he goes through this whole journey and he just basically transforms into mm. a, a, a bit of a bad bitch, to be honest. And he comes yes, out at the end, it comes out <coughs> at the end a different man. Mm. Um, and he, you come to realise he's like fully sort of embraced his sexuality sort of thing. Yeah. Um, an amazing piece. I loved it. Yeah, it yeah. was so good. Even obviously for me, I was just... Just in the ensemble. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say that often, child. So you, play, you played a little gay boy as well. Right? I yeah. did actually. Ch- um, no, no, Chad was the my um, uh, uh, Marcelo. Yeah, Marcelo. Was it Marco? Marco. Marcelo was in it. That's why I got confused. No, you need to not check me. your CV. <laughs> not me, no, I think I just put Carman. Period. I've got put Carman Chad. Like mm. people like don't know. Mm. Um, but do you know what? I actually had the best time, and obviously I'm not going to go in. It's my second job with Matthew Vaughan. I'm not mm. going to expect him to be going in with like give me that role. Which I actually was quite lucky. The first time I worked with him, I played this beautiful part in Lord of the Flies. I remember seeing that, by the way, and I was blown away because yeah. I don't think I'd seen you on stage since no. a kid. You've never seen me dance, mm. really. Yeah, but seeing Leighton and that, I literally like, 
called. You had such a beautiful solo in the, oh, in the, like so the second cute. half. Obviously. I would love to do that again, actually. That's that's one of the very really few shows I haven't seen of Matthew Bourne. There's yeah. no video or anything of yeah, that. Yeah, it was all. quite bam bam. Like just, yeah, it was yeah. such a special one as well. And actually, my character, I think he was a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, Simon, like he, wasn't he, it? You yeah, played Simon, yeah. He, he, there was something about him that was. I mean, the way I played him, I, I, I don't know. He was There was some fluidity in there. Well, he was um, always an outsider in the original story, yeah, exactly. wasn't he? That's the whole point of the character, isn't yeah. it? So, yeah, you could definitely read that into Which it. Which could allude to that, exactly. for sure. Mm. But, um, no, with the karma, I just had so much fun. It was just nice to be, literally be a part of, like, the most incredible ensemble of dancers back in these lot, of course. Mm. Um, but just... It was sexy, like, mm. and and I felt like for the first time I felt like a man on stage, not like a boy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. a lot of flies, I felt like a boy. I think I'd done like hairspray before that. That was still giving a bit like boy teenage, yeah. you know, see yeah. me, woo, you know. And then I got to do this, and I was just like, it's <clears throat> so true. Yeah, it was the to... same for me as well. I'd always done sort of like child parts. Even like my first mm. adult job with Matthew Bourne was Nutcracker, where literally yeah. played a child. And then I was like a licorice man, like I literally wasn't human. Then I played like fairies, like, mm. you know, mythical thi- like mm. creatures on yeah. stage. So like Carman was like, I'm in a beater and a sexy jean. That's With all my ass in all the <coughs> right yeah. places. And, and I that vest on, <laughs> yeah. And a snogging mm. man on stage. It just felt really it's hot. hot. Mm. Yeah. And that was one of the things. I mean, I, th- I think with Swan Lake, which is, I guess, the other Matthew, Bo- one of the other Matthew Bourne uh, shows where there is a very clear queer relationship, mm. although obviously it's between a boy and a swan which yeah. is mm. <laughs> which is slightly different but yeah i think with the car man it's it's really that was the thing that really appealed to me as well is that you know and particularly in from a musical theater background you just don't see sexy gay men or gay men being allowed to be sexy mm. On stage, the and gasp it, when he comes mm, out of the car mm, is like iconic. The audience is like, <gasps> they're not expecting. Not two boys. Yeah, I know it's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, I mm. love it. And then you've got, of course, the, the at the very beginning of it, you've got like nudity and all sorts of stuff going on with it. So it's a very adult mm, show, isn't it? Totally. Yeah, yeah, and which I think is like. You know, I, I kind of wish there were more stories like that. Not necessarily with nudity, but, you know. Mm. It's always nice to have a, you know, a little bit of a, a bum cheek or a little bit of a wiggle. I never did that, did you? Well, the, uh, I was preparing myself. I was going to do a production of Hair once, and then I was like, do you know what? It will be what it will be. But then they were like, oh, you don't need to get naked. I was like, work. Why? Because usually in it's hair, just a concert. Yeah, it's just a concert. It's like there's no need for us to be stripping right now, and you're not paying me enough money. <laughs> also, it was freezing up. It was outdoors. I oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you walked away at my solo. I did, yeah. You what? You all left for the toilet before my solo. <laughs> anyway, we're getting to that. I love that you remember that as well. Yeah. Triggered. Of course, it's literally my only solo. I, th- I think we we did catch it though. It, I don't. <laughs> anyway, we, we, we won't we won't argue on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Murder out him. That's one of the brilliant things, isn't it? That you um, that you kind of got this little group and you see each other in everything. Oh, we see and everything. It's, and it's just Open amazing. Closing mm. nights, everything. We are there, and actually yeah. between us, like we all snatch each other's jobs as well. Like it's <laughs> actually crazy. There was this mm. one moment where we literally all rotated. It was just it was yeah wild. But which I love, you know. We've always from day dot supported each other, mm. and I love that. Like Leighton will never miss. A show of mine i will never miss a moment of his mm. um and we love to travel we always, we always show up for the girls yeah don't we? we always show up and we travel yeah we love we love the berlin, berlin moment i beat the mistopheles that was yes. giving what a beautiful 
not work. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, technically it was. It's a PR trip, my yeah. loves. Yeah. <laughs> but no, Leighton came to Berlin to see me mm. as Mr. Mistopheles, which I think going back to queer representation, mm. I think Mistopheles is a queen. Is, is a queen. He's ah, a, okay. I do, even though he's a cat, you know. <laughs> He's More the way you played him. <laughs> he was the queen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with the fan um, fan sort of wiki, uh, this is what I got to know, mm. with, like, obviously with the cast. Um, apparently the fans think that Rum Tum Tugger and Mistopheles in like sort of fan fiction, they're like in a relationship. Or oh like yeah, because he's like, he's quite, he's small, he's black. You know a lot about this cat. Yeah, I think... I, they alluded to them having a relationship. Oh my god, I love he loved that. <laughs> also, the two kitty boys, like, why not? Why I really want to be your um, rum tum tugger on there. Duh, Can you imagine me singing my short twirling? I've hung, like, I'm hanging my ballet shoes up when it comes to all of them twirls and dads and loops and moments because Lord Murder! Like, I know my limits now, and mm. oof, I mean, I'm sure I'll be able to give it a good bash, but after seeing this one, there's just no need. <laughs> so I'm, I'll give it rum a little You give it whack vocals, kick. a whack kick. Yeah, that would be so cute. Yeah. Listen, producers out there, make it happen. Yeah, if you're listening to this, we'll do we'll do a Palladium run six months. Thank you. Six, <laughs> six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> About six months. <laughs> it's like six days. <laughs> so for me. Six shells. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, <so> like... <laughs> I love this this thing is starting to happen now with musicals as well, where people are starting to kind of read characters and even uh, cast characters differently to the way um, that they are traditionally. I mean, one of my big problems with musical theatre is how, particularly with ensembles, how it's very much boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl. Mm -hmm. And what that does not only really limits the performers, but it also means that because you nearly always have equal numbers of boys and girls, mm -hmm. it's always going to be heterosexual characters in the ensemble. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really, I'm interested in one, I don't know whether this is a question that you can answer or whether this mm -hmm. is, I mean, I'm sure you have actually danced same-sex duets before. Yeah. And yes. thinking about, is there a difference between um, dancing as two male dancers between dancing as a male female dancer or is there a big difference there i think it does obviously adopt a different sort of way of moving mm. because naturally all we've really known is a man and a woman dancing together mm. or a boy and a girl we've not known sort of the bodies of two men dancing together and i mm. mean you see it now like strictly started to do yes. the thing yeah. and and, Love that. and you see it in like I mean, Matthew Bond did it with Swan Lake in the 90s, yes. you know, so th th there is sort of snippets out there and small little things. You don't really see it in classical ballet, actually, mm. unless it's like Tibble and Romeo sword fighting. Yeah. Sword fighting. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think it's, it's hot. I think it's so strong. Like, yeah. mm. I prefer it personally because I prefer to be thrown about and I want to give yeah. you the leg. I want to give you the back bend. I want to give... Mm. Whenever I was at school, I just always thought, like, I love my girlies, obviously. Shout out to my girls, but mm. real girls, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but I I just was always like, I feel like a spare part in this piece, making you look amazing. And that's, I think that's what ballet mm. is as well. I think the men are very much there to, to frame the lady and mm. support the lady. And I, no offense, but when I go watch ballet specifically, I watch the woman because she's, mm. she is the star of the show. She's, mm. She is the main event. And the man is there to frame her and to make her look good and to, to make her, like, get her on her leg and et cetera. Mm. And then he might come out and do, bosh a little solo quickly, which is obviously incredible. 
and you actually have to be so strong to be the the male as well, as well as the woman. But yeah, like t- two men, it's and it's interesting to create choreography mm. with another male as well because you you know you can't throw each other above your heads because you know a guy's naturally heavier. Mm. How are we going to like move? How are we going to lift? How what are we going yeah. to do in order to like? you know create it create a duet and that's really interesting when you're have creating you, stuff have you been involved in much creating of of same-sex duets yeah so i mm. did um a show god just after lockdown um called the midnight bell oh yes um, i saw that yeah with matthew bourne mm. and i play i was played a gay character called yes. albert and yeah. uh i worked closely with andrew monaghan who's yeah. another amazing artist in the company <laughs> And yeah, that was just amazing to sort of work with Andy and work closely with him mm. on not only the narrative of the piece and create, literally draw an arc of our storyline, but to to create movement as well. Mm. And we came up with some amazing stuff, um, great stuff that like made it into the show. And, and that was great. I think actually that was the first gay role that I played on stage that was very clearly written as a gay man sure yeah you know other stories like i think maybe the prince in swan lake Mm. i think he's only really inverted commas gay because the swan is male but if you're looking at that it's it's a swan it's a creature (laughs) it is a swan whether it was female or male but Mm. it's an animal um but maybe in the prince's head it is a male yeah it alludes to so many questions that piece it's like Mm. you know figure it out for yourself sort of situation but the Midnight Bell was for sure two men falling in love. Yes. Um, which was great to state mm. the obvious, you know. Yeah, and it was beautiful the way that that show ended as well. Because in, in the end, that's kind of, it is quite a miserable show, the Midnight Bell, in terms of oh, the way it finishes. Oh my God, 100%. It was mm. like depressing, mm. dark. The characters were unhappy people. Yeah. You know, the inevitable of their stories mm. was was sadness, you know. And I think our characters were the only ones that had some sort of hope and, yes. and some sort of future together, yeah. which was, again, lovely to sort mm. of have that. Yeah, and to absolutely. be the sort of positivity in that piece. Yeah, yeah, it was lovely. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you're enjoying it, don't forget to subscribe or follow on your favourite podcast service. If you want to follow us on social media... You can follow us on Twitter at Queer Musicals or you can follow me at Dr. James Lovelock. Um, I, I was going to ask you, Leighton, as well, a little bit about going back into bad education and oh, yeah. playing a, uh, <clears throat> a queer character um, mm. in, a, in a sitcom, which, again, you know, there have been plenty of, particularly in American sitcoms, mm-hmm. but and also being a writer on it as well and yeah. how that's kind of working out. Honestly, like, just so so grateful and thankful and buzzing to be back like i never in a my wildest kind of like imagination would have thought this would come back around and i would be fronting it you know mm. so when i got that call i actually was in hull i remember it so clearly jack whitehall <laughs> called me i was in my digs in hull very cute digs actually um that's <laughs> cute it has a stigma i know i i 
Listen, I backed my little northern small towns. Like the first time I went there, I was a bit like, oh, what's it going to give? But I had such a nice time down by the docks. My nana and I came, we bumped into your mumsy and your auntie. Exactly. We had a good old time. Um, but yeah, I was in Hull and I just remember it. Like, I, the reason I remember it is because I was in Hull and Jack was in Hollywood. <laughs> so it was giving very that Hull to Hollywood. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I was about to go out there actually um, to do Jamie. So I was like, what's. And I, was, I said to him, I was like, am I on your mind? Have you been seeing me everywhere you drive around LA? And he was like, yeah, I have actually. I was like, work. Because <laughs> I had not been there yet and all the posters mm. were everywhere. Anyway, it happened and we got the green lit. And yes, I was in the writer's room this time. I got to be across all of the episodes as like a, in the writer's room, which meant we kind of like helped create mm. even the characters, all the new characters yes. we helped create. I've never been a part of something. I've never originated a part actually. Mm. Um, still, which is wild. Mm. Like, anyway like i've been so close and then just something else happens and i, I know i will one day because i have i feel like i have so much offer when it comes to like a piece that yes. steven was already made and created and we'd done mm. how many seasons four seasons plus a movie but this time around i got yeah. to be like right let's really run with it and unapologetically like a gay man yes. like a gay black man like we didn't really need to talk about it there's obviously we had the odd joke here and there but it's it it's not like it was. It was just like, I'm leading the show and we're just going to vibe. Mm. And the carnage that we got up to and honestly, the next season is going to be even more wild. So I'm I'm really excited to get back on sets. I've got like, what, four or five weeks. And that's why I'm letting my hair down. We are having fun. We're outside. Mr. Writer's Chops, though. I like, know. When I sent just... you the draft, I feel so that bitch. <laughs> and I, no, I was in Hollywood when I sent my first... No, I put it in the group, didn't I? I think yeah. I put... It's like, guys, I'm about to write my first scene. I've set myself up. It's gorgeous, like, poolside hotel situation. I was just like, I don't even know where to start. Like, I was just like, <laughs> what do I do? Like, And I just put Steven... That icon just flashing up and flashing down the nothing. white page. And then I was like... And I wrote my opening scene and literally I was just like, oh my God. Like, um, I had a co-writer as well, which I was really grateful for. Shout out to Reese. <laughs> um... And we got to collab and kind of bounce things off each other. But basically what we would do is I would have like the A storyline and they would have the B yeah. or they would have the B, I would have the A and we'd just like just throw it to each other. And that's really, it's it's easier to bounce yes. off. But mm. I do feel quite confident to potentially work on a different show and actually give it a shot. I, but I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying, I mean, did you see my Instagram the other day? I can't spell. <laughs> did you see? It was it's so embarrassing. Honestly, I like to put a post up and then I, there was a spelling error and then I put another one up and there's like another spelling error. And then it was like third time I said, you lot just need to leave Get me be. By <laughs> spelling B, like, what is this? Like, I, I'm not out here trying to Literally. say I'm, I'm some A-star student. I think I barely got a, no, actually I got an A in English lit. Anyhow, it was amazing. I'm mm. super excited to be back. There's mm. just so much fun to be had with his character and he's so unapologetically like his queer, black, beautiful self. Talking about the character, not me. <laughs> um, but as he should, and the character's grown in the... In mm. the I was going to say the piece, the TV The piece. Show. <laughs> <laughs> it's a piece, darling, it's a piece. The three-act play. <laughs> no, but he's grown. He's, mm. you've, you met Stephen as a schoolboy mm. who's probably had many issues with mm. being in that school and he's, he's blossomed into this like beautiful confident man. man yeah it's just really it's just really wild like honestly who knows whether it's going to be the last one as well so I'm just going to go in have the best time mm -hmm. and in, enjoy the ride like I've got an exciting year coming up so it's it's 
it's given very much so. Enjoy the summer. So are you are it. you filming from autumn? From like August. Autumn. I, I don't understand August. August. Summer thing. <laughs> Honestly, what sort of like I know summer. You should know your seasons now. for the fashion girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fashion girl. That's about the clout. Spring, also, what even is the season anymore in this weather? Mm, <laughs> are you seriously? mad? <laughs> it's giving March snow. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? June chills. <laughs> exactly. So, but you're filming from August. From August, I'm mm. locked off. Yeah. So this is, and then yeah, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see mm. what happens. Mm. Wink, wink. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah. So uh, I was gonna kind of to sort of round things off. I was gonna ask you about um, maybe. I mean, I know you, you're probably not able to talk about plans for the future, so that's fine. But maybe like if there were dream roles or things that you'd like to do over the next however however long, you know, what would what would what would be your dream for the next for the next something to come up in the future i've always really been like i'll take um, every moment by moment mm. i've never sort of i find it really hard to like sort of stare into the future mm. too like too far mm. um because i just <laughs> i really live for now no we're <laughs> the same like that we but don't I'm, plan do we i don't i'm not a huge planner like i genuinely like plan maybe like work-wise a year at a time mm. i mean i guess that's maybe normal behavior but um i just i still want to perform i love being on stage yeah. but i've actually in the past like year or two i've gone more into like sort of the movie route and been doing okay. lots of sort of dancing for like film mm. um like i did disenchanted for disney mm. and the greatest days which is coming out yeah. this week Ooh. or next week but like to sort of um have that experience in that in that sort of um in that field because mm. that's really came for me at like post lockdown and going into more films which i do love that side and it's mm. completely different to live theater so i sort of want to dive more into that i think um can i also give you flowers that you keep you're not really mentioned the fact that you slayed miss mistopheles and it's your first musical theater <laughs> show <laughs> since you were a kid that is like a massive jump and you would call me like oh my god you know i have this thing about us like leon you have always been that girl. You have an Olivier Award to prove that. You can sing, you can do it. Just You just got to zone back in. And honestly, Aww. watching you in Berlin, I was just like so proud. I was like, this is what you are also meant to be. So I think don't write yourself off when it comes to musicals as well. Like something like Newsies or something like, you know, very heavily danced shows. <laughs> mm. Call my girl Liam. Like that's <laughs> what it's giving. So I was Aww. so proud of you doing that. Like it was unreal. unreal. Like mm. wipes the floor. Oh, Truly, thank you. honestly, fan girls that big you up like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, we are each other's like literal mm. best. Like, I did. Fans. I had a moment when I was doing cats, and I think it, I was just obviously a, one of my dream shows. I've always wanted to do it, mm. and I sort of had a moment. I was like day two into rehearsals, and I came home, and I was I felt like a bit off more than I can chew. I think it was just a, heavy on the music load, and you know I can go into a I can go into a studio and slay the boots down mm. <laughs> when I'm like doing choreo but he like, means um a dance studio not a, a, a booth that we're in like this because <laughs> some studio. girls say studio yeah. like the stoop <laughs> dance the dance studio <laughs> and just sort of feeling like well, when I called late and I was like uh you know just you know feeling a bit underconfident yeah. and a bit like shucky and Leighton was like listen bitch you need to get in there and it just... all just goes in after if, even for me I, I'm yeah. kind of used to do you know first days are always let's get the scores out let's learn the harmonies and it is it's so overwhelming, overwhelming even for them art said 
gullies. Mm. Like, like vocal chop girls. Vocal chops. So like, if you've not done it since you were literally 12, and also back then, you weren't doing harmonies. You sang the lead. <laughs> <laughs> you sang the lead. It wasn't giving Jellicle Gouser out tonight. No. I was not so giving baritone. I was giving... <laughs> A melody. <laughs> you were giving melody, so we need to remember that. It's just new territory, but hey. And that is what I thought. Like, Loki, you know, I got into that first singing call and I was like, Jellicles can and Jellicles can. Doing melody, away. and they were like, no, no. you're baritone. You're like, Jellicles can and Jellicles do. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, I don't want to do this job anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but will no, you feel more confident going into something like that now? And you you're know, like, week cool. four of rehearsals, mm. full studio runs. I was doing like a five part choir harmony in splits. Like, yeah. and I was living <laughs> and it was just so mm. like it's enjoyable. Mesh. Yeah, it was mm. amazing. So who knows? Maybe more musical theatre. But I think it has to be right as well. Oh, one hundred always has to be right. Um, it's like John stage, just went into um, MC. Of yes. course, that is right. Yeah. yeah, like our bestie John McCree, like it's just the most perfect role mm. for him to go out, with Jamie. It just Amazing. makes sense. Yeah, Amazing. Yeah, he was. That was that part was made for him. Mm. Um, but yeah, mm. sort of like see how the next year goes. Like, want to stay on stage? That's where my passion is. I love being yeah. on stage. I love being able to go out every night. And it be feel completely different every mm. night in front of different audiences. What about you, <laughs> Mister? Honestly, <laughs> at this point, I'm so confused. Like, Writing I don't know what I. Year. I'm in it, no, genuinely, I'm like, let's get the story down. Like, I, but I kind of love it. I feel like I'm a little bit of a chameleon and jack of all trades, master mm. of none. And I'm not totally. shading myself. Like, I'm not fishing here. But I, I can give you a Matthew Bourne moment. I could give you a TV moment. I could narrate a show. I could potentially write a show i could host something i could present something i could be in a musical i could be in a movie i really it's not that i don't care you don't, don't stay in a box i don't want to stay mm. in a box i want my fingers to continue in pies because i get bored so quickly um and actually when i'm doing stage work not as much because mm. we know every night you go out it's a completely different show mm. i played jamie for what two and a half almost three years yeah. <clears throat> and that was you know I went on forever, I got to do it in LA, and people were like, are you not bored of that show yet? Or are you not tired? And I was I was tired, of course, because it was a, a hard work. But I was not, it didn't feel, it didn't feel the same ever. Like different actors, different venues, especially on tour. And you grow in that role as well. Like when I saw you and Jamie, your first show, like, God, when I saw you in- on the wall. You're a Minga Jamie. You're a Minga Jamie. You're a Minga. But like the growth, oh my God, when I saw you in LA and just, I was balling again, just obviously always do when I see my sisters. Like just to see the growth and like how far you come in that role. and It takes a minute to sit in it, doesn't it? It's the same, like same with you is when I see, we always usually do the press nights in the beginning. And then when you see that towards the end, you're like, oh, now they know what they're doing. Now they know their time. It's like, I didn't even sweat when I was in LA. Like, it, not that I th- I'm not giving it really big bollocks here. It was genuinely, I knew where I need to put my energy. Mm, exactly. And I knew when, when I didn't. Yeah. But was your first show, you're like, <laughs> and then you're like, get to your first quick change, and you've done 15 minutes on stage, and you're absolutely knackered. <laughs> and you're going, I've got like, I've got three acts, baby. Well, Relax. Like, Where's my energy? Relax. Keep yeah. it like chill. Mm. Somebody said the other day, actually, I can't remember where a conversation happened, but it's like, you should be able to do the show on like 70%. Like, because if you're always giving 100, like, sometimes you, you are going to burn out. Like, burn you should out. be able to kill it at 70, and that 30 is when you need to push here or there. Like, say if you're unwell or you're not feeling 100%, like, I mean, normalise putting the covers on because I'm so down mm. for that and having an alternate 
that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But goodness knows, I do want to get back on stage. Yeah. Like, hello. It's been, it's been over a, a year now since mm. I've like properly done a show. And don't you think you, do you crave that when you do more like film stuff? Like when you're behind the camera and you're on set and it's a different energy a to different like energy. when you get on stage and you go, woof, there's yeah. the... There's the applause, 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 applause. I live for the, applause, yeah, applause. It's, different. it's different. I do miss it. It just has, again, it has to be the right show because I've kind of set myself a standard in a sense. And I mean, by the way, I'm not saying it needs to be the lead. Trust and believe this. I will come and do the 11 o'clock number. In fact, I'll do the nine o'clock number. <laughs> Close the first act and you will see me at the battles. I'm going to give a number <laughs> business. Like it doesn't have to give mm. Mary Poppins, but... It just has to be the right role. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So goodness knows, maybe a dance piece, maybe a who, well, mm. I know actually, but I'm pretending that I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not really the same. So mm. yeah. literally 2024 at this point, I'm just like, let's have it. And whatever it's going to bring, hopefully I'm just going to be passionate about it and just, I'm just going to enjoy the ride. Yeah. Maybe even, I've got myself a US agent now, so maybe even something out there. Mm. I think that would be next step for me the world is your oyster exactly when i when i'm 30 <laughs> <laughs> and i'll be according to layton 56 <laughs> i love you sis oh. oh that's amazing thank you so much for spending some time with us today Pleasure. and uh, yeah Pleasure. Good luck with whatever happens over the next year or so. Thank you so much for having us. And also shout out to you. We've known each other for a long time, listeners out here. I used to teach for you at, in Wolverhampton every time I was on tour. Birmingham, where where else were we? I always used to do used Wolverhampton, Wolverhampton, used to do um, Stafford. So, no, maybe not Stafford, I can't remember. There was another one you Almost did. Almost every show, yeah. you would always come to support and I would always come to the college and the university or whatever and teach. And you've always been super supportive and like, I mean, not everybody is using their platform and their kind of knowledge to kind of really put us together. I did another um, moment with you with Alex um, Thomas as mm. well, so Smith. So thank you for having us. We yeah, appreciate everything you do. Us. Oh no, it's a pleasure. And thank you everyone for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you soon. Yay! <laughs>